Welcome back. It's uh, it's the Drafter Party Day 2 with the Fantasy Joes. And joining us is Tyler Gee right now. Tyler, the host of the F3 podcast. What's going on, my friend? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Super excited to be here. Uh, love the podcast. Love listening to you all. Uh, just ready to talk some football. Uh, it's been a, it's been, it's been the draft. It, it has been it. It's been such a draft. I've been having to have a draft beer. That is. <laughs> is this so? Uh, is, is this so? If, as far as I don't, I don't know a lot about your experience, Tyler. As far as trying to project like rookie rankings and things like that, is this how many drafts have you done in the past? Like, so I mean, I've been as far as. Running a pod, I guess you could say, or running a whatever, I've only really been doing this for about a year, uh, doing podcasting and stuff like that. I mean, I've done my own personal projections and stuff like that. I, my oldest running Dynasty League is five or six years now, so uh, that long. But as far as, like, using the Twitter, uh, my Twitter is not even <laughs> a year uh, – my Twitter is not even a year old, if that tells you anything. So I went from uh, a guy with, like, one follower – a year ago to now I run a whole website. So uh, I stay busy, but um, yeah. Well, I should, I, yeah. I want to say no. this, just, just curious of how shocking this draft is. Cause to me, this, this draft and the way it's gone this year has been super fun. It's, it's just been kind of like a, a wild uh, fantasy football position player uh, speculation before the draft. And then the, the actual draft has turned out so differently. So I was just curious if, uh, you know, like, like where where Starfield? What your impression is of what's happened so far? It's I mean it's crazy. I mean there's just uh, like I said. I mean I've done my own kind of personal things. You kind of had what your expectations are, and I know that things will change. But we were actually talking about it before we even fired this up. That a lot of the people I, I'm not too I was not too keen on before the draft are going to pretty good positions, and people I really like. Uh, are sometimes are landing in really odd positions, like Godert to the Eagles. I was just like, "What? What is going on?" <laughs> like, I get the spiteful play. Anyways, I'm sure we need to go around the table and talk about who to call in here before we start, you know, unleashing the wolf. Yeah, it's a free for all. We've got DFF Shane joining us. He's the co-host of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. Shane, what's going on, my friend? Uh, nothing much. What is going on, fellas? We're just re- reacting to this day two, this wild day two. And, and I, I think my first question, guys, is who is the the one hundred and two? Uh, I mean, because because I I posted a poll in in our in our chat that we've got going on, and I also posted something on Twitter. And I'll check the results, but it seems like uh, all of a sudden this Darius guy slipping down the board is throwing people off. He was kind of locked into that one hundred and two, and now people are like, eh, I don't know. So what, what do you guys think? Uh, Shane, Ty- Tyler. Yeah, I'm. Oh yeah, go ahead. I got a right now. I, I have it is, is, and it's a soft 102. It is uh, DJ Moore. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I I like DJ Moore. I, that's just too early for me. But I, I understand it. I I still I think I have to go, guys. I think that he is slipping down the boards. But a lot of it was this attitude. Um. And we knew about that, I think, before it. And I think that he's going to go to a place where he's going to be utilized. I mean, I, I don't know what – I mean, I don't know. I, I just – I'm not excited as I was. It wasn't as locked in as it was. And I think Shane's right. It is a very soft 
102 now, but um, I think what really gets really murky for me is that 103. Uh, I'm okay with the 102, but the 103, man, is a is a mosh pit for me right now, in my head at least. And, and that's actually where I have guys right now, and, and that's with – I want to see what comes out in the next few days. Um, you, you know, rumors can take on a life of their own, and the rumor is he had an altercation with Deuce Staley apparently. Um Deuce, yeah, Deuce Staley's a pretty straightforward guy, and I got a feeling that either way, the record will be set straight in the next few days. Uh, at worst, I- I'm still not moving guys below one three, because um, yeah, that Washington spot that that's a good landing spot for him. He's got no competition to speak of. Um, he's still the second best running back in this class. I don't care if he's the seventh off the board. So to me, he's at worst one three, and unless it comes out that he actually punched Deuce Staley in the throat or something. Um, <laughs> and then he yeah, moves up to the- talking about his mama, though. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, and if short, he, short and of he punches, he punches somebody in the throat. He moves up to one one. Everybody knows that passion, <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, you want Man, that in a running back? I think move over, Squan. <laughs> I think Trey. What do you me, think? The only, the only guy for me coming into this draft that had a chance to unseat guys as the one Oh two was Nick Chubb and the landing spot in Cleveland. I think long-term I'm warming up to it. Um, I, I, we talked about this last night. I'm, I'm still a fan of what Carlos Hyde can do. And I think Duke Johnson has a role there. I'm excited about that offense. Uh, I do think that Carlos Hyde probably is a, a one year um, solution there in Cleveland. So I think, I think in the long run, Nick Chubb could end up being a value. But for me, I mean, and anyone that has a doubt, just go watch 2016 tape on Darius, guys. He's in Washington now, which is a great landing spot. So his draft stocks, you know, fell a little bit because of some off-the-field concerns. And so did Joe Mixon's. And I anticipate that Joe Mixon this year is going to have an incredible breakout. So the talent, the, the draft capital is not quite where we like it. The landing spot, though, I mean, it, the landing spot's great. Washington – and, and I truly believe, and I know that there's a little bit of this floating around Twitter right now, you know, that, that Darius Geis is going to have a chip on his shoulder. Um, but talent is, is there. So for me, I was, I was wondering a little earlier in the night. I do like some of these other land, you know, Royce Freeman, but, uh, and, I, and I like on Johnson in, in Detroit, but I just don't, none of those guys, Sonny Michelle in New England, none of them for me are going to unseat guys. He's a, he's a solid, it's, it's the same way as it was kind of coming in um, with the, the first tier of Saquon Barkley and the second tier of Darius guys. And then after that, the next four or five spots are just incredibly murky. Yeah. I, I was actually talking about before we came on that this, this may be one of my favorite uh, dynasty drafts. If you know what you're doing, I think that this could be one of those drafts that you, it, you want to trade back in some ways. Uh, with the murkiness of the one three, I'm fine going back to the one seven and and getting some extra on top, whether that be a, a you know a second or a vet of some sort or some kind of package like that. Because I feel like you know like Cortland's, Cortland Sutton, okay, when he went to the Broncos, everybody kind of went. Ugh. But I think that, and I talked about this before, is that Emmanuel Sanders has basically this year. The Broncos have kind of – I mean, there was rumors going around about how, how he was getting traded and stuff. 
There's also there was talk about how Cortland Sutton has a lot to develop. Well, guess where he can go and develop those skills behind Demarius Thomas, who I've heard him be comped to. So I mean, you could very well be getting Sutton. Who is he going to be sexy for 2018? Maybe not. I mean, behind all that whatever. But in 2019, 2020, if we're talking dynasty, I believe that he can develop into that talent. And so I can get Cortland Sutton a lot cheaper because of his landing spot now. And and I'm kind of actually excited about it. Yeah. And Demarius Thomas is, I'm doing my own personal one man mock draft right now. Um, (laughs) So I got my first 12 ranked, I think. And uh, looking at Cortland Sutton, I've actually bumped him up already twice to five. And uh, looking at the Broncos situation, they only have about five and a half million dollars in cap space for 2019. Uh, Demaris Thomas is supposed to eat up 17 million of that, but they can cut him and save 15 million dollars. Exactly. Um, so he's gone. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. They'll cut him and save 10 million. It's going to be Cortland Sutton and Carlos Henderson and Royce Freeman. Beautiful. Uh, love Royce Freeman. But anyway, it's going to be those three that are, you know, that's the next iteration of the Broncos offense with maybe Chad Kelly at quarterback. Boy, so, that Chad Kelly, the dream still lives on. Dude, it went <laughs> through three rounds, three full rounds. He's still alive. Still alive. Still alive. <laughs> so, so where do you guys, um, who, who are your biggest risers and fallers then after tonight in terms of, you know, looking at your, your your draft board before the draft and now after. I mean, we're not done yet, but we've gotten through the most significant days of the draft. Uh, Trey, what about you? What, who who are your risers and fallers? So my biggest riser is a guy that – and I'm really kind of bummed because I was really hoping to be able to pick him up in the late second round or early third round of rookie drafts. And I think the draft capital today has kind of sealed the ascension that has been happening ever since we had um, – Matt Waldman on and he revealed that Dante Pettis was his number one wide receiver. Mm. I began to look more at Pettis and I really liked what I saw. I liked the electricity in space, the return skills. Um, I liked the route running. I liked the separation. I liked what he can do against press coverage. And so when the 40, the four, everyone kind of was, you know, waiting for the 49, right. Allen Robinson, if he went to the 49ers was going to become like, you know, wide receiver one for everyone in dynasty for the rest of his life you know, this landing spot in San Francisco. Um, And so for them to trade up and give up the draft capital they did and pick him 44th overall um, and the guys that they, you know, bypassed to take him, for me, that's a, he's a huge, great, it's great landing spot. It's great draft capital on top of the fact that he um, has put some pretty impressive things on tape. And so I, while I do think that this class of wide receivers you know, next year when we're looking at these prospects that are being taken in next year's draft, we're going to, we're going to, you know, be ogling over the, the guys with wide receiver one upside this year. It's just not there, but this landing spot on top of the talent with the opportunity for in the return game um, in an offense that I think is going to be pretty exciting to watch out in San Francisco, that he's probably my biggest riser. And I think he's going to move up draft boards and then just real quick the other guy that i'll throw in there and, and we just i just mentioned him i think both carry on johnson and then royce freeman i mean he royce freeman i think leapt up just because of some of these other guys that were ahead of him in my running back rankings their landing spots not quite that great he's moving up to 
the, you know, a, a tier where he, he's going to be in consideration in that mid first, to be completely honest, because he goes to Denver where he's going to be, I think, probably in line for, you know, a thousand to 1200 yards of, of um, total offense and maybe double oh. touchdowns. I think that he, his upside there is, is immense. And um, so I think he really, that landing spot, I think did great mm-hmm. things for his dynasty value. Tyler, what are you thinking over there? I, I heard you, uh, you know, making some <laughs> motions and reacting to what Trey was saying. Oh, I was, I was just uh, doing the nasty. Uh, no, I, uh, so book, I, I was just excited because uh, I own Freeman in a Debbie league and I got him relatively cheap. Uh, I, I liked Royce Freeman. I've, I've been one of those people I've been trying to s- sneak and grab him in Debbie leagues or if a league is already drafting rookies. So I have him a little bit, and when he went to the Broncos, I was like, I, I can't picture a better spot. I mean, what, I mean, what else do you want? Uh, so he was a big riser for me. Uh, same, same people. So I'm right on, uh, right on path. I think one person that is uh, a big faller for me, and I hate to say this because I've been a lover of him, but I think it's John Kelly. Mm. The fact that John Kelly Johnson, so so Kieran Johnson was you know a big debate between him and John Kelly their skill sets and like what they kind of brought and it, we're going in the fourth round and John Kelly's still untouched and that's a concern because when you start talking about a running back or wide receiver or whatever draft pedigree does matter in some ways and I think too um, you know like uh, so so I, I forget uh, Ryan McDowell tweeted out today he said out of our top 50 you know, rankings of, of uh, running backs or uh, out of everybody, 40% come in the first round, 46% come in the first like four rounds or first uh, two, two through two through four, I think. Uh, no, two, 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 yeah, two and three second round and two and three. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Words yep. and things. And so we're <laughs> getting into that fourth. We're getting into that fourth round and uh, no John Kelly, no whispers of it, not even a thing. And I just, that's concerning to me. I, I, so he's unfortunately kind of getting off my radar a little bit. I mean, he was getting high in the second for me, and I, I think he's slipping. Yeah, it's uh, I, I love the Royce Freeman landing spot, especially he had the, uh, yeah, Royce, Royce Freeman, and then uh, on top of that, I think Carryon Johnson is my biggest riser because he's going to have the famous tag of they traded up to get him, uh, and that's uh, true. And, and for whatever it's worth, that regardless of what you believe in, in the Lions' offense and what they've done with the running backs in the past, that does matter. And we've seen it. I mean, as far as recency biases go, I'm going to go full ham on recency bias and just say that that, that they're going to use him right away because why else would they trade up to get him? You don't you don't go and get somebody like that unless you truly believe and you've done your studies on them. And that's kind of what happened last year. And everybody's like, yeah, I don't know yet. I don't know what's going on. Like, muddy situation in the backfield. And then it, you kind of see the results of that. And it's not like I expect him to be a, a running back one or anything like that. But when you're going into a rookie draft, he where you had on Johnson before was like what, like late first, depending on landing spot, of course. And maybe maybe like he was going to second a lot of places in our in one of our mock drafts. He didn't get drafted because <laughs> we kind of forgot about him when we were chatting about it. And so I think he's easily gonna be like a top, you know, eight rookie pick. So so what would be the most that what would be the highest you would take him? That that's a question right there. Yeah, I think I, uh, I tend to. I, I, so for him, he's a big riser for me, but I think I'd go like one oh eight. 
Okay. Him or yeah, him I or Ridley. Pretty... Oh, I think I take Karen Johnson over Ridley. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, because Ridley, I think he's the last of the running backs I'd take ahead of the wide receivers. We've got Jordan from Under the Helmet joining us. Jordan, what's going on? Not much. I don't know how much of a voice I got. We just did eight hours over two days, so <laughs> running on steam. So UTH, man, you guys go crazy for draft coverage. You just go all day. You know, talk to talk to Tim Torch about that. But thanks for dropping in, Jordan. So we're just talking about risers and fallers. We're talking about Karen Johnson. Obviously, you heard that conversation. So who are your risers and fallers, Jordan? I have no idea what the market's going to do. I'm totally. I know who my guys are. I have no idea. This draft is. I think when you look back at like 2017, I thought it was pretty clear in terms of how values values were going to break down. Um, you know, you basically had you know slots at one, two, and three, and and then basically uh, another tier at at four through six, and then there was sort of you know uh, it became more wide open after that. This year, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be all over the place, and I think this is the year you just you find your select few of players that you like and just keep taking them. Um, and because I think ADP is going to be all over the place. Um, there's a lot of day two receivers that with some interesting landing spots that people are going to feel vastly different about. Um, I think value is going to be all over the place. So, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know where you guys were before this. I mean, I think Rashad Penny is going to be a key question in a lot of people's, in a lot of drafts about where he goes. Um, and I suspect he's probably in the top six, if I had to guess at this point. Where do you have him, Jordan? Just curious. I'm low on him. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the landing spot. I thought he was too early. Um, I'd probably take him in the – basically the way I break my board down is in draft ranges. I'd probably be in the second half of the first round with him. My my thought would probably be – but my thought would probably be someplace in the, you know, 107 to 110 range for him. He's such an interesting case, right, uh, Penny? Because, you know, he's got the production in college, but we see the flaws in his game. But now he's got the draft capital too. But is it just Seattle that did something, you know, crazy and they totally reached? Or should we? I mean, draft capital is like the the biggest uh, predictor, right, of success for these running backs. So I'm really torn about about Rashad Penny, especially after tonight. Because, oh man, you know, it's uh, so fun. What's what, I know that's what makes it fun, but it makes it difficult. And I, and I think Tyler, I think you were alluding to this either when we before we started the show, or as we started the show. I think it's going to be a good year to kind of not necessarily be towards the top. I mean, if you had those late first, early seconds, I think you're going to get some tremendous values. Um, but what, what about the tight ends, guys? I mean, we really talked about that, but I don't know that I'm real excited about any of these tight ends in terms of. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't necessarily we're anyway. But, about running backs. Hold on. Well, I, okay, we can go back to running backs, but. Well, Ronald um, Jones is a riser going early in the second. It just is shocking. Like, uh, if as far as the, I feel like the draft community analytics, like, man, God, he has so much Ronald hate. Jones, what do you have to go to Tampa? Which was the this premier landing spot for every single running back, and then Ronald Jones goes there, and everybody just lets out a, this collective like sigh of sadness. And no, no one likes him. No one. No one. Yeah. But but why why would you like why would you not at this point now use a top, like, let's say, like 108 on Ronald Jones. Because he's an undersized back that doesn't catch. That that worries me. Yeah. And he's not <laughs> yeah, I mean, fast. I mean, so, so, so this happened before, right? But let's, let's, let's rewind a year ago. I, w- I wasn't a huge fan of Samaj P. Ryan. 
But then all of a sudden, Samaje P. Ryan, and not, they're different backs. I'm not comping the two. But what I'm saying is I just wasn't a huge fan of him. He goes to the Washington Redskins. So he had a nice, clear path to be the running back. The and then round. now what? Yeah, and, and then now what happened? I mean, yeah, it's the fourth round, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I just Yeah, it's just like, like 206 to me is, is huge that they took him there versus what was available on the table. Oh, no, yeah. No, they, they definitely overdrafted him. Um, but I don't think that that means we have to, because they, yeah, I mean, they drafted a kicker in the. I will never, I'm never, I, you know, it's like you want to look at the NFL GMs and assume they're smarter than you. You do, because it would make it a lot easier if these guys just knew what. I don't know if you guys allow cursing, so I won't curse. But <laughs> guys, we do it. We're putting the E explicit on this bad boy. So shit. Right, fuck it. So <laughs> every once in a while, you're like, all right, I think these NFL GMs really have their shit together. And then they do things like draft Denzel Ward at four instead of trading back for more draft capital, or they draft a fucking kicker in the second round, or they trade for a punter. So then you're like, well, I can't trust you, idiots, because look at the shit you do. Or the Saints give up two first rounders for a freaking exactly. would be is uh, there. So you so like the the Ronald Jones wherever you had him in your rookie rank rookie rankings before. If you're at the 108, you have a decent team. If you didn't trade your uh, first round pick or anything like that, or let's say like 109, or you know like late like second half of the first round of picks. So you have a team that's at least going to give their best shot to this guy, right? They give their best shot to every terrible draft pick they've given and so he's just gonna get the chance and you kind of have to buy into that at least for a couple years and that's the best you can hope for is a winning team in a dynasty league in a rookie draft fine i'll put him at 15 <laughs> yeah i mean if, if i draft him there i would literally just look to trade him like i would literally just i would draft him and then turn around and be like he's on the board like i i don't know I, that's just where i'm at yeah or why not wait for a couple of weeks of production like i don't know he, he, yeah uh, i mean i I may I may buy some Jaquiz Rogers. So when this falls out, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I tried that last year; it didn't work. Hey, yeah, hey, no. Ryan, <laughs> hey, Ryan, what's your original? Go ahead, Trey. Well, I was just going to say you would ask about tight ends, and I haven't really heard much um, noise about this pick. But I, I felt like that Mike Gesicki go into the Dolphins, and you know where they took him in the second round. I mean, with his athleticism and Adam Gase there, they've lost Jarvis Landry. I, you know, say what you will about Ryan Tannehill, but Ryan Tannehill with a guy like Jarvis Landry, you know, that could could get some separation and get across the middle of the field, even on short routes, there was some s- serious production there. And now, I mean, who, who's going to be the primary pass catcher in that Miami offense? So, I, I mean, I think that that could be a little bit of an underrated landing spot. I don't know that, you know, 12 months from now, that uh, Ryan Tannehill's even still the starting quarterback in Miami. But I think that the, the draft capital that they spent on him and his, his athleticism and receiving prowess, I think that Gusecki going to the Dolphins for me was kind of a nice landing spot. And, and I don't know that that's going to really translate. And, and so he, he might be a guy that can slide down draft boards and, and be able to be snagged if, if you've got a need for a tight end and, and could honestly produce in year one just because of the opportunity there, the lack of proven pass catchers in that offense. Yeah, I moved him. He's now my first tight end off the board because basically everything else I, I wanted to happen didn't. Um, since the first <laughs> tight end drafted is 
25 years old. Um, I, I just, I, I don't want anything to do with Hayden Hurst. Well, uh, Andy's, Andy's not alone either. Keep that in mind now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, my, my, my tight end one going into tonight was Dallas Goddard, but he's, um, yeah. So for at least the next two, three seasons, he's tied. He's got a, he's got a twin with Zach Ertz. So if, unless they run 12 personnel, 85% of the time, I, I don't see where he's going to get the volume to produce. Uh, just, so process of elimination, it's Gusecki for me now. So Bradley Alatala joined us. He did a, um, he's been doing mock drafts for Dynasty League football. Uh, so, and, and I, I think that anyone that was doing mock drafts, day two, I don't know anyone that was close on day two to Bradley. So what are your reactions to day two? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on a couple of guys that started in the second round. I know you guys, I came in, you guys were uh, harping on Ronald Jones, but he was actually one of the guys I liked his landing spot. Uh, I think they have an open running back position. Their offense is set up to be very good for the next few years with Winston Evans and now Ronald Jones. Uh, I think he's going to take a little bit to adjust to the physicality of the NFL, but I actually like that spot. Carry on Johnson, I think he landed in the perfect situation. Uh, they got Laguerre, Amir Abdullah there, but I think he can win that job. Last year they struggled really badly at the goal line, um, which will be blunt, but I think Johnson wins that job. Christian Kirk, man, I think uh, they get, they landed a really good guy for Josh Rosen. He's going to go in there and be, the I think, the number two right behind Larry Fitzgerald. I think he's set up for a really nice year right away. And then Darius Geis, the last round two guy I wanted to touch on. Uh, obviously dropped to 59 with Washington Redskins, but we've seen with Alex Smith running backs, uh, he, with the way he, pl- he plays short, dink and dunk, and doesn't turn the ball over, his running backs get a lot of touches. We saw that with Jamal Charles. We saw that with Kareem Hunt. I think we're going to see the same thing with Darius Geis. So I, like, I really liked where the running backs and receivers went in round two. It was such a good night. Yeah. Like, it, it, it just, as far as uh, intrigue, too, mm-hmm. and, and what had happened. Totally. I, Ronald Jones is moving up my, as, far, as far as my draft board goes, and we just we t- chatted about it earlier. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what you believe in his running style and what he does, uh, they, I mean, the Tampa Bay is like a perfect running spot for a guy like him. Mm-hmm. And where he went, like, uh, to me, it's just totally worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, do we do you guys want to do just do like an impromptu mock draft just for just for fun since there's so many of us? Um, that way we yeah. give everyone a turn to to get in here. So let's do like a one QB mock just just off the cuff. I'm gonna have the 101. I'm gonna take Saquon Barkley. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach for him, guys. So then we'll go to go to Bradley <laughs> and see what Bradley uh, wants oh, to do with the 102. On the spot. Uh, uh, we're doing PPR. Uh, yeah, we'll do uh, full point PPR. Um, uh yeah just uh one qb one qb right. yep we right. um go a little bit bold here i mean i would look to trade out of the spot uh but i'm gonna go dj Moore. i mean i think i landed in a good spot with carolina he's gonna be one of the top receivers there cam newton's still in his prime for a couple more years 21 years old really rapidly improving i think he's gonna be a stuff on digs like talent right away um man i, I just really wish guys would have gone high it's concerning because he was a lock in number one, 102 even in ppr but uh, dj Moore is the pick for me right now all right, friend of Jordan, you want to go with the 103? Yeah, I'll take Geis. <clears throat> um, I know he drops, but I, you know, he's still my second back. I'm not concerned. I think it's a good landing spot. I think there's probably off the field stuff that causes drop. I don't think it's talented. Sure. All right, Trey, 104. So, uh, you know, I'm going to. 
just off the cuff here, uh, I, I love Nick Chubb. I love Sonny Michelle, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get silly here, um, and I'm gonna <laughs> grab a guy that I love his landing spot. I love the opportunity, and uh, I'm gonna jump on Royce Freeman at the 104. Oof, like it. Hmm. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> grab the grab the mittens, baby. Grab them. <laughs> I love Royce Freeman. That's a lower high for me. Uh, all right. Shane, so you're, up with, you're up with the 105, Shane. So who, who do you like here? I'm going to grab, jeez, uh, Nick Chubb then since he's going to fall to me. That's nice. That's a nice place to take him with the 105. I don't think anyone would be too sad about that. I feel like the Browns having him fall to me like that. Yeah, Yeah. right? Right? <laughs> Yeah, because uh, it's very successful for the picks the bra- that fall to the Browns. <laughs> I'm just sorry. <laughs> yeah, what, you, what you don't know is that Shane right now is like, oh, yeah, 1-4, that's, that's pretty high for uh, you to take Freeman. <laughs> Deep down, shh. <laughs> I was going to take like a 1-5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Tyler, you got the uh, the one of six. Oh, I do? Yeah, I'm oh, just going okay. left. Like, who's on my screen <laughs> left to right? That's what. That's what I'm, I don't know if you guys see it the same oh. way, but I, I saw where my pick was after he said initially. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so, I guess I think I think I want to go Sony Michelle here. I, uh, I I think that the Patriots, you know, they don't draft, they don't spend high capital on running backs. And I think that, I mean, I don't know if he'll be that sexy for 2018, but I think in 2019, I think they're going to get rid of a lot of these scrubs. And I think it could be something that I don't think the Patriots do it by accident. And I think they spent the money for them on them for a reason. So. I were, Tyler was, was cutting out there on mine for a second, but okay. uh, I just want to make sure it's Sonny Michelle, though. So, Will, it's, it's with 107, Will. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was be, would be willing to take uh, Michelle, depending on place and where you are in a draft, at 102 right now. I'll look more deeper into it, but this is draft night time. Uh, so, here, I'm just, I'm just going to take a shot penny. At the 107? Like, let me eat that up all day. I mean, if they have a, like, a terrible offensive line, the Seahawks – uh, management is going to try to use the hell out of Rashad Penny because that or somebody's going to get super fired, and it's probably be both. So uh, <laughs> year before the Seattle running backs uh, break their like before he breaks his leg, which is a, a classic Seattle running back tactic. Uh, I'll take I'll take a week's production from him. <laughs> but and, and this is what I was talking about too. Is like I feel like I don't feel like that's a hot take. I feel like that's a great pick. And I mean, as I was saying. I think these later round firsts are kind of like where I want to be. Like this, that's the sweet spot. I mean, as of right now. I mean, if I had one hundred eight and I got Rashad Penny, I'd, I'd be dancing in the background. I mean, it, to, the, wherever you yeah. got that from, or if somebody was really down on it, and you were able to procure it uh, easily, that because people are going to be down about this draft now. I think this has one been the, the very very shocking draft for landing spots. And if you can capitalize on instant reaction in your dynasty leagues, oh man, you get some good deals. Like. If you need a running back for this year, if, if they're a running back like you know three, which is I think is the best you could expect, uh, if as long as you need a starter, who, however you get them, it could be good. All right, I was gonna say just, John Bosch. Just, just jump in, just yeah, yeah, jump just, into another terrible mock uh, draft in the middle of it. God, <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> no, it just ended. 
Okay, thank God. I, gotta, I, just, I just got a great thing. mock draft. It did not go well. <laughs> I don't think we. I gotta it. say. I gotta say, John Boss joined us, and he is just staring at all of us seductively. He's just leaned over with his <laughs> with his headphones on, drinking a beer. I felt I felt like an object, and I liked it. Yeah, Anyways, you know, I have a very different podcast setup during the draft because I want to sit in my recliner and <clears throat> sit in a couch, reclining couch, and watch the TV as I'm uh, as I'm enjoying. The draft is over, John. Oh. Okay, Shane, you want to come over and set up, reset up my actual podcast area for me? Yeah. I'm on my way, buddy. I'm on my way. All right. John just loves the NFL coverage of uh, the analyst there, live TV. In. I at least like to see the picks coming. I don't have the volume. Good God. So, so John, you don't want to take your pick? You don't like our mock draft? You, you have the one. I, I actually, I'm really, I'm actually really curious. Can you guys give me a rundown since we were a little late here? Yes, of course. So I took Barkley with the 101. Okay, that's a good pick. Thank you, thank you. Decent. Uh, DJ Moore 102. Wow. Darius Geis 103. Royce Freeman 104. Nick Chubb 105. Uh, uh, Michelle 106, and then uh, Rashad Penny 107. So you've got the 108. Who took uh, who took DJ Moore at one hundred and two? Really? Noting that, all right. <laughs> oh, I would. <laughs> it's a good pick, Bradley. Don't 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 be intimidated. No, no, no. I actually, I mean, DJ Moore is easily my wide, my favorite wide receiver out of the class right now. Uh, go through that one more time, Saquon. Oh man, come on, Barkley we've, we've been Moore. It once. Barkley Moore, Geis, Freeman, Chubb, Michelle, Penny. Oh man, you just god damn it. I was literally trying to type so that I can read it and look at it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I got like three of those. I got three. I got <laughs> Saquon more guys. You're like the person right, that comes again. Okay. Oh, he's leading up. He's leading up. It's getting serious now. He's not laying down seductively. <laughs> oh man. John Bosch top. is officially he's officially in this he's like, podcast oh, now, boys. Season three of Game of Thrones. Catch me up. Running everything, John's used used to being the commissioner of everything and the boss of every podcast because he has thirty-seven of them. Hey, I came in late to the chat, so I assume the chat has already had the picks labeled out, but I don't have that labeled. Jesus, do do we? Yeah, I don't think we even like thought about a a chat going. That's the best way to do it, especially when you come and like deflect to somebody else. The best strategy. (laughs) Okay, so I still have Saquon Moore and Geis. All right. <laughs> Freeman. Um, the rest of it. Michelle and Penny. There you go. All yeah, right. Good job, Who's ever With- got the fantasy Joe's? Okay. Oh, Chubb went in there. Okay. Um, good God. Uh I and all of a sudden I'm on the clock too. Calvin. We go we go Peter Howard here. That's right. Oh, Peter's in here? Do you, no, do you want to go? Peter, did you know you're British? I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that until I listened to the show from last night earlier. I said, "Son of a bitch." I hide it well. You do. Good for you. <laughs> I'm trying. It turns out that uh, Kentucky- well, and I actually found out that Peter, yeah, Peter is like 30 minutes away from me, so we we're getting beer together soon. Kentucky is this hotbed of of dynasty football. Ryan McDowell is in Kentucky, right? How yeah. close is he to you yeah. guys? Yeah. 
He's yes. not that far at all. I wouldn't trust any fantasy person from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you had to trust us. All right, let's try, let's try states. Yeah, but you would try to seduce any fantasy football player from Kentucky the way you're lying, you know, laying down, man. So understand. All right, Ryan, uh, Ryan, lay out the draft real quick. Let's get these guys picked. All right. Oh. It's in the chat. We, we know the order now. So I hate this. John Bosch is. Uh, Feeling the pressure on the clock. Wait. Okay, so I am. John Bosch is gonna bid. I, uh, That's right. This is an auction. I'm sorry, we threw you this curveball. You don't like this format. I want to. Let's let it be a bankroll auction. I'm saving all my money till next year. Um, <laughs> let's see. I am going <laughs> zero dollars. Next. I think I'm going. Calvin Ridley. Uh, yeah, it's Ronald Jones, right? Like, oh, it was Ridley. That's the one. That's that's what I was getting ready to say, and I think I'm staying there. Calvin Ridley, I think. Hmm. There it is. Uh, hmm. That's a nice pick. It feels hmm. gross. It does, doesn't it? We spent like three hours on this earlier trying to do it. And we it was so bad. All right, so I went. The amount of time doing it here. I went Ridley. <laughs> Let's let's move along and somebody else make a terrible pick. All right, Peter. <laughs> um. So I'm. Uh, yeah. This, really. <laughs> this, we really did have a hell of a time doing it in the last one. Um. Am I to understand Nick Chubb still on the board? No, no. he's gone. He taken at one hundred and five. Hey, Peter. I'll, I'll trade you because I, I guess I've got the one ten. I'll swap picks and I'll give you a third rounder for for Deal. just to just to go up one. <laughs> Uh, Why no. do you offer um, that to me? <laughs> <laughs> I rescind my Ridley pick. <laughs> you can't pick, but he did not. He deny your trade. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna right. commission. I can revert this. Right, let's reverse the pick. I'll okay. I'll trade. Yeah, I'll I'll trade you my one ten and, oh. and a third. <laughs> What is going on? I think it's Peter. I'm not stealing his value right there. No, no, you go for it. Let me go. I'm still Peter, trying to catch up. Oh, man. Wait, are 2019 first in the year, here now? I mean, yeah, this is this mock's getting out of control, boys. All right. All right. Okay. For 2019 no, Peter, Peter, you got to go. No trades. Go ahead. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, so Chubb's definitely gone. Was yes. Yes, still, he's still gone. Yes. Still gone. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't thrown him back into the draft. If I like I that pick. Stalling, do you think the answer is going to change? Um, well, I'll take Christian Cook. Okay, well, talk to me after your next pick, and we'll see about a trade. <laughs> All right, Kirk. So I'm going to take uh, uh, Carry on Johnson. Hey, that's a great. Oh pick. wow! All right, I will take Ronald Jones. Like I said, I really like that landing spot, and late first round, early second round talent for me. So I feel comfortable about that. Hey, man, where's that going? Like one, what eleven, right there? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, who, who is my other guy? He's got to get one year out of a starting running back on your team, right? Give us the old go. That's a pretty good place to, to – I mean, I don't believe him in him either, but that's a good place to get him into the first. Yeah. Really good place. I'm not even sure. How far are we going to go? Are we going to go through two rounds? Is that the idea? Uh, two, seven rounds. Of the first three uh, draft <laughs> rounds of drafting. I thought what, we were what? stopping after one. I'm sorry. I actually went to All two. right. Who has the 112? What round are we up to? I think it's let's me. The, let's just make the pick, and we'll, we'll <clears> call it a day. I'll call. I'll take Sutton. Portland Sutton. All right. That's a good pick at one twelve, man, or one fourteen. Whatever we're doing. <laughs> I, 
I got a question for you guys. It's not it's 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 kind of related to the draft. So there's three running yeah. backs that kind of survived, if you will, the first three rounds of the draft. And mm-hmm. so I'm curious what you guys which of these guys do you have the most hope for next year? Alex Collins, Marlon Mack, or Kenyon Drake? Uh, Trey, I, I'm not kidding. I literally wrote a note to myself that said, remember when you didn't want to take a late first for any of these guys? Mm-hmm. Now I would take a late first for – now I would take them over the late first. I'm sorry. I said that backwards. But remember yeah, yeah. when I wanted to take the guy over the pick because I wanted – like I would – I was happy to take the 111 over any of them. Well, now should, I want the guy over all of them. Alex Collins is still going to lose that job. To Gore? No, because they're not on the same team. Alex Collins? Oh, Alex Collins. <laughs> it's been a long night, are you, man. Are you Kenneth Dixon, sir? Shane? My bad. No, I was thinking no, I was I thinking you were going Miami. My bad. No, no, no. I like Kenyon Drake. I think Kenyon Drake is as safe as can be now, but I think Alex Collins just he's gonna fumble away that opportunity. And yeah, I don't know if Kenneth Dixon's really all that good, but I think he'll he'll eat enough into the you know, his workload. And we still have the fourth round. There, there's no reason that they can't take someone in the fourth that's better than him. Yeah, or the fifth for that matter. A lot left. I, 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 so what, what scares me terribly about, because I really, really, really want to move Sony Michelle up super high to where if you could like trade somebody for an early first round draft pick, because the way that the NFL draft this year is gone is uh, killed dynasty hype trains or, you know, fancy drafts hype trains have like quite a bit. But his fumbling has been a huge problem in college. So do, uh, I, I guess this is only, it's not really a comment, it's not really a question, is that, I really, really want to move Sony Michelle up to like the, as far as immediate production, like to my 102, 103, like rookie draft pick. But what scares me most is he's going to the Patriots where they have one of the least tolerances tolerances for fumbling. And as far as like talents goes, where they took him, super stoked about it. But man, I, I just, it's, 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 it's adds extra risk to a first rounder. It's, it's one of the things about this draft this year that I love. And hate. I love that it adds so much extra thought into it, but I hate it because it makes me question what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to actually move up. It like how as uh, as, as us people who we look into this stuff all the time, how are we supposed to take advantage of these draft picks? Like, are you guys going to now try to trade back into early first? Or are you selling all your early first for later first? Do you, the rest of the dynasty draft community has probably caught on. So, your initial opinion: Are you moving back? Or are you trying to move? move up in a, in a dynasty draft. I think it's going to be really hard to move back because I think every single person is going to sit there and say, I got six guys that I want right now. I'm not giving anything to move up because in six picks, I'll just take whichever one's left. I mean, the, the literally like the tier for me now is so huge. Like the tier of players beyond Saquon Barkley, it's ridiculous. I do. I I am. I love Sony, and I had finally gotten on board that you know what? I'm just gonna have to pay the 103 or 104 to take him. But now I kind of feel gross paying the 103 or 104 to take him because I you should. Hate, he's not. I hate Patriots running backs. I hate it. Like, but also he's not worth that. So you well, should feel gross. No, I actually like him a lot, so I'm okay with that. I had finally gotten on board, and now I. 
I probably, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. So if I can trade back, I will. And I will just take whoever I can. But I kind of think every single person is going to have that mentality. And we're going to see less movement. Or at least you're not going to get a lot to move back anymore. Yeah, and this is like, this is where you win or lose, right? If you have a big belief in Sony Michelle or another like 102, 103, 104 pick, you could win huge or you could lose real big. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and yeah. that's just, that's just what's running through my head. It's like, you know, uh, yeah. I'm the safety is just not making the pick. <laughs> you know, John, I, I think that I'm with you. I've always been real hesitant to own New England running backs. And, and when I did own them, I was pretty hesitant to start them. But yep. Sony Michelle is a different animal. And, and when you look at his talent, I mean, even coming out of high school, he was a five-star recruit. He produced incredibly at Georgia. And they spent first-round pick on him. So it's all there. It's talent. It's college production. It's NFL draft capital. And he just so happens to be going to play for one of the best offenses in the NFL. So I think that the opportunity – I mean, you can't sit Sony Michelle next to Rex Burkhead or James White or whoever else, Jeremy Hill, whoever could end up on that roster and not see a significant talent gap. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to get work, workhorse-type usage, but with his ability to run between the tackles, his ability to create, his ability to catch the ball, I, I really like – the opportunity to grab Sony Michelle. I, I think some people could see going to the New England backfield. I think it could truly create a buying opportunity for Michelle. He could slip. You know, guys like Ronald Jones could jump ahead of him, guys like Royce Freeman and 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 Sony Michelle, just like in this mock, you know, could start to slip a little bit to the to the middle. You know, you, you could get a Sony Michelle maybe um one oh five to one oh seven range. And I think that's just stealing. So I I, I actually think that all of the components are there for him to be a, a producer in New England, and you can that you could start him with confidence. Yeah, it's definitely. And then I'll be proven palatable. wrong by Belichick. It's definitely more palatable to get him in the middle of the first. Um, I mean, originally that's where I was kind of hoping late first, but then he had his you know his big college he had his he had his college series where everybody got to know him, and then all of a sudden he just <laughs> he started doing good. What the crap? And then he just went, you know, went way high. But now he, I, I think he's dropped a little bit. Like you said, I think 105, 106 might be reasonable. But I think this is where it's going to pay off to really know what your league mates are thinking. Because if, if there's one other person ahead of you that wants him, they're probably going to take him in front of you. Patriots fans too, man. I'm just saying, like, I, I have a guy in my league. I had the 103. And as soon as he went there, I swear he was like, hey, we need one for that 103. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me look. And I knew what he was doing. Like, he was already in another chat of mine just blowing up about how excited he was for Sony to be a Patriot. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> if they actually de- – I mean, like, if he actually does become, like, a, a um, like the main running back in New England, it would be amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can see the upside. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but it's just Billy Belichick, Billy B. They don't do it. I swear. I can't trust you or your cutoff hoodies. Well, and if you won't do it. it too, they're, but they're not. He picks apart. He effectively traded Brandon Cooks for Sonny Michelle. I mean, in, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So for, I, I just True. as as many needs as they have moving forward with the, kind of a rebuild coming in Brady and Gronk's last days. Edelman's last days. I think that the fact that they spent 
the draft capital on a running back speaks volumes for, for what they see in him and, and how they'll use him. And again, that could be proven wrong, but what's will be interesting to watch. What's interesting, he's he fumbles the ball every 54.6 times he touches the football. The average for a prospect is one fumble every 124.5 touches. So Michelle qualifies Ooh. as a potential red flag. This is through uh, Dane uh, Brungler. Um, so, so it's interesting because I get to see him, you know, first game, he fumbles the ball, coughs it up, and then uh, Bill decides, okay, you, you know, you're not going to go back in the game. So I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I hate that. Uh, John, I'm with you. Patriots running back. Oh, man, it's just – it's just scary to 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 want to want to grab them. Uh, okay, but if you're scared about the, the Patriots thing, yeah, I mean, what should make you feel better is that they don't draft running backs in the first round. The that's true. That's true. Yeah. Most of you guys, guys, yeah, but you weren't even. I don't think anyone but me was alive the last time they drafted a running <laughs> on this podcast. Um, yeah. I mean, there was other people alive, obviously, but not you guys. Um, you know, Lawrence Maroney. What was it, 12, 13 years ago, or whatever to expend that kind of draft capital on them on a running back, he's going to use them. Jeremy Hill's not even guaranteed to make that roster. And I'd be shocked if he does. Yeah, he won't. Um, Mike Gillisley, I'd be shocked if he makes the roster. I think his competition is going to be Burkhead and James White. And the thing about Michelle is if he can hold on to the ball is he can do the same things they can do, except he can do they, neither one of them can do everything that he can do. Yeah, yeah. It's my biggest worry is that uh, so far, Sony Michelle cannot hold on to the ball. It's, it's as far deal. as like averages yeah. go, and, and I get that he, you know, you have a a very different running back system there at Georgia. Hard to compare the pros to college, but if you fumble in college, it's a big. It's, it's it's the pros are so much better, and they're they they hit the ball right every time, and so that's why I really want to move Sony Michelle up. But that's my biggest concern because the Patriots don't have time. To wait for Sony Michelle to learn how to hold to have they you know, hold on the ball. They literally, they literally don't. So they drafted him, and I, I'm in. I mean, I'm in on the risk. I think, and it, it worries me a lot. But I think, I think I'm in. Like, give me Sony Michelle I can get. You can be taught to you know how to hold the ball better, and you know Belichick's not an idiot as much as I hate the freaking guy. You know <laughs> he he knows what Michelle's weaknesses are, and I'm sure they're going to attack them as soon as soon as you know they can get their hands on the guy. As soon as they're legally allowed to talk to him, that's probably going to be one of the first the things they start do. waiting for when it's legal. Come on. Well, that's true. They've probably already floated a balloon over there or something to him, telling him how to properly hold a football. Didn't didn't you watch draft day, man? He got flown up to to Foxborough last night for the draft day party. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I should tell anyone this. I've never actually seen Draft Day because I think, for the most part, sports movies are horrible. Whoa, basketball? Yeah, it's pretty. It's, <laughs> basketball. It's a, it's a, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, Rocky was terrible, right, Shane? Uh, first of all, the first Rocky <laughs> oh, was amazing. Oh, okay. And okay, the last okay. Rocky was amazing. I just wanted to try and get a Philadelphia and actually say that. The first Rocky won an Academy Award. Come on, it's a fucking work of art. That's when movies suck, though. Hey. All right, we've we've gotten off track. <laughs> got us off track. Let's get back on track. Hey, Bradley, I know that you said you had limited time tonight, so I don't know how you're doing on time, but do you want to like have any final thoughts on day two before you, you cruise out of here? Yeah, so a couple thoughts. Uh, Jordan Aikens to Houston, I thought whoever uh, ended up there was CJ Fordowitz, however you pronounce it, retiring. Whatever tight end ended up there was going to be a big winner. Michael Gallup in Dallas, he has a legit chance to be the number two. Alan Hearns, I know, is there. 
uh, and that offense is going to be really good. And I just want to touch on um, Shane was talking about um, Alex Collins. They did add Orlando Brown, so if he can keep that starting job, uh, Orlando Brown is the best run-blocking offensive tackle in this class. Him with Lamar Jackson eventually when he takes over the job. I think they were big winners today. Baltimore's done a tremendous job surrounding uh, Lamar with talent. Um, so I, I just really like some of the offensive linemen. And then Saquon Barkley, as if he needed more help, yeah, Will Hernandez at the start of the second round. Uh, that's going to be tremendous help for him with that offensive line. But, uh, yes, this was really fun talking with you guys. Unfortunately, i got to go to the gym now. But um, – I will. I hope we can do this again soon. This was fun. Go to the gym. That's that's hardcore. It's like uh, eleven forty-five Eastern. I actually like to go at night more than the morning. So yeah, what can you do? This is my gym right here. (laughs) 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 All right, Jim Bean. Yeah, Bradley Latala. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, Bradley. You know, he, Bradley brought up a couple of interesting names you haven't discussed. You know, Michael Gallup to the Cowboys, and then Jordan Aikens. This is a guy that I don't think any of us were really talking about before this draft, and that is a good landing spot going to Houston. So what do you guys think of those names? I legitimately asked who's Jordan Aikens when he got drafted. Because <laughs> um, no I was who, like – Who's that? What is he's, he? he's the tight end that uh, was dra- went to the um, with the thirty uh, fourth pick of the third round, the Central Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. So apparently, after the Eagles screwed the Cowboys out of Dallas Goddard, the Cowboys just took any tight end they could find. No, no, no I'm sorry. Houston, I said Houston. Dallas. It was Houston. No, it was Houston. I the Texans. Uh, okay. first. I'm sorry. Texans I'm needed a tight end that that kills yeah. Stephen Anderson's hopes and dreams, or my hopes and dreams for Stephen Anderson. Uh, I think you and Tim Keller. I think but any Michael Gallup have on these tight ends should just be. Uh... <laughs> Peter, what are you saying about the tight ends? Uh, I was just saying you should write down whatever opinions I have on these tight ends, put them in a box, and we'll open them in three years and start trading for them. I mean, apart from that, tight ends are a disaster now. I mean, Baltimore took two of them. Yeah. So how do you Question mark. How do you decide which one <laughs> yeah. you actually want? Well, now? But Baltimore, like, with the history of, of drafting stud tight ends in the last like yeah. years, yeah. Well, yeah. But but Joe Flacco actually does target a tight end. It's never the tight end they draft. Well, course. more importantly, does does Lamar Jackson? Because Joe Flacco is going well, after next season. Uh, <laughs> I do. I, might be, that's that's I want to get out there before before, before as we're going down here. Uh, Traquan Smith. As a oh. those those middle, middle kind of like is he high is he low is he what is he what to the, the Saints in here huh? I, I was insanely high on Traquan Smith before the draft <sighs> and um, I think I'm going to end up still being pretty high on him but I really hate where he went because I'm also really high on Cameron Meredith that was that was a bit of a gut punch for me. Because I really thought Meredith was going to be stepping into a serious wide receiver two role and a red zone role as well with Drew Brees, who can turn, you know, he could turn me into a wide receiver three. Well, probably not that good, but um, and Trequan Smith, I'm really high on. I just uh, I don't know who I'm going to lean towards yet, but um, mm. uh, yeah, I, I really like Trequan Smith. So my feeling is I'm going to come out a uh, high second round pick on on him in rookie drafts at least. Yeah. I actually had a, uh, a weird thing happen where right before the draft, 
I just was sending out some trades, and I traded, what was it, Cameron Meredith and Kenyon Drake for the 1-5 or 1-6. I don't remember. Thinking that, oh, the Dolphins will trade for running back. This is going to be good. The only piece I'm really losing here is Cameron Meredith. And, like, kind of the exact opposite happened. (laughs) Oddly enough, like, I was like, okay, uh, well, I mean, the trade's already done. There's nothing I can do about it. But, uh, yeah. There I don't understand that actually why Traquan Smith isn't mentioned as well. He's spoken of well by people who watch and evaluate tape. He was above average in his production in terms of market share every year from age 19 on. So, like, that's better than half the people most of us have in our top five. And even on efficiency, as far as we can do it for college, he was literally turning inefficient targets targets are typically inefficient because they're you know they're high risk high reward type targets into efficient targets which is something that only really good receivers do and he's only ever been mentioned as like a wide receiver three he was already in the second round at least for me before the draft and if i can get over my camera meredith fascination um I, it's 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 a good landing spot i just don't know how that split's gonna work Hey Jordan, what do you, what do you think of uh, Trey Quan Smith? Because I know you you looked into this guy, right? Uh, I haven't seen him much. I know he's got good metrics. I mean, here's the thing though: when Sean Payton speaks through the draft on offense, you got to pay attention. I mean, Kamara, um, Michael Thomas. I mean, you look at some of the guys he's taken on day two. Um, <clears throat> those are and Jimmy Graham was the other day two pick um, in the last you know decade. So. Uh, when Sean Payton speaks, I listen, and I think that, you know, he's probably becomes a, you know, I'm not a big day two receiver guy, um, but they have to be, you know, good metrically. They got to like the landing spot. So I think if he's in the later part of the second round, he's interesting. Traquan Smith has a 35.7 success rate, as I did it for that catch report thing I wrote, which means he's got a breakout age of 19 and he was drafted in the third round. That's actually a higher hit rate, and this is a historical rate based on um, every wide receiver drafted and undrafted since 2001. That's actually a higher hit rate than if Calvin Ridley had been taken in the first round. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So so you're (laughs) saying the odds of him... um, being uh, fantasy viable or higher than Calvin Ridley, based on your, your yeah, um, based on wide receivers since 2001, 35% of wide receivers with an age of 19 breakout age, which is Traquan Smith, and um, that were taken in the third round have become top 24 wide receivers. So that's actually a really high mark to hit as well. So 35% doesn't sound like a lot, but that's why I compared it to Ridley's. It's actually pretty high. Um, based on, um, like I say, everyone since 2001. Yeah, and I, I love I love this landing spot for Traquan. Like, if you want a guy, give a guy with a chance for a huge amount of upside, put up, like put him with the Saints. Come on, like they had the ready game last year, and you can't expect the offense to be the exact same. And the wide receiver two is going to be Cameron Meredith, and you're not even sure about that in the way he's going to recover <sighs> his injury because we are not in the know enough to know how well he's recovering. Like we're not crushing the, the gym with him. The, the Bears know. I mean, you got to trust so, Ryan Pace. Look at his track record, Trey. <laughs> so, but, 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 but like, how how much more could you want in a wide receiver prospect? You know, if you're high on him and he goes there, yeah, exactly. oh, I, I, I think it's just a, it's, it's such a good spot. Anyway, hey, any is it, speed combination is the first three rounds. Get, give me. I, I, I mean, well, we got to talk about this too. I, I don't want to get off track, but you're talking about first three rounds. Is anybody else concerned that Equidemia St. Brown hasn't gone? 
Yeah. I mean, I know that there was a lot of people really high on him. Yeah, he's yeah, the one missing. Fault. Um, I think Pettis took his place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just praying just, Green Bay. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just know there's a lot of, like, truthers, I guess you would call them. And I, I was not on the bandwagon. I, I saw their argument, but I just kind of like, oh, he's and he's not even in the discussion. I don't, I don't uh, know. Yeah, John uh, Bosch. I'm assuming we've got more than one John, but the John I just came on with from the other one, um, he had a really good point in the um, Dynasty Dummies thing we just did, um, where there's going to be uh, day three players going in the first, uh, maybe the first, but definitely the second round. And I just, I, he's right. I don't know when the last time that happened was, but Equiminius is a candidate mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, if in he that, goes to the Packers, he's 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 going to be considered first early, like in the mid, like you know, 107, 108. People That's are going to start thinking about that if he goes to the Packers. John Kelly was the other one that we were talking about that yeah. hasn't yeah. been drafted yet, but if he lands in the right spot, he's a first-round pick, and he's a day-three NFL draft pick. It feels really weird. Yeah, and I said that. They were talking about risers and fallers for me, and I was like, you know, I, I like to be some John Kelly, but – the fact that he hasn't gotten picked up by now is a concern. I mean, that that's a fall for me. Uh, I don't know how far. I mean, we'll see where he lands and uh, how the draft is going, per se. But uh, that – I don't know. I, not not excited about it. It feels wrong, like you were saying, John. I, I think you nailed it. So, let me ask you this. Will. Des Bryant not on a team yet. People didn't want to give a first-round pick for Des Bryant, right? Like, nobody would have wanted to give the 110, 111, 112 for him a I, week I ago. I, I would have. Now now I think everybody would, right? I would have done that last week. Oof. Good for you, yeah, Shane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I would have, too. I've, I've been saying that. And that, and everybody said, like, on my podcast about a, a year ago, I was disparaging Dez. But I was disparaging Dez because, Dez because of the price. I mean, everything comes down right. to price. And a year ago, Dez's price was not a, a late round first. And I just said I don't I don't see that. And so now that he's back to the late round first, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll give that no problem. And everybody was like, I thought you hated Des. I'm like, no, I just didn't like his price. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big fan of RC Cola, but if you give it to me for fifty cents, well, it's available it is. for two every single day. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. I guess. Well, okay, bad bad price margin. I'm just saying. If you hand it to me for a penny, I. Here it is, like down the throat. If cool. you could trade Dez for Rashad Penny right now, would you? No. Wait, uh, would I, am I getting Rashad Penny? Yeah. I'd yeah. Probably take Penny. I'd take Rashad Penny. I'd take Penny. See, that's where I just. But Penny's not going. Penny's not going to 111, though. I mean, that's what no, they're talking about. Not yeah. going to. Yeah, Penny's going to get mid first. That's what. Yeah, I exactly. Top three picks. Are we just? Are we just top calling everybody three, mid first? So is it, is it yes. Barkley and then everybody's mid first? That's a good point, Shane, because if we did this like mock that we did again and, and we all did, did, went in a different order, it would be totally different, I think. I, I, yeah, I, mean, that's, I think that's yeah. pretty clear. I think oh, it's the beauty yeah, of the first okay. round now. I, I, I'm actually uh, glad of every single rookie pick that I sold before the draft because you have this muddled. Uh, craziness is going on because this draft was great for uh, controversy. There's no like set like picks after the 101. And this is now time if you really believe in somebody, go and grab them. Like this is time to make like, plant some flags, get some guys. And I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm really loving it. Well, what about Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton was on 112. 
I, I th- would you trade Cortland Sutton for Des Bryant? Because I, I don't see Cortland Sutton getting up to the mid mid first. I, I don't. I mean, I not with the well, you know, not with the running backs. It's going to depend on the draft, though. I mean, it's going to depend on the league. Des um, hasn't even signed anywhere either yet. We don't even know where he's going to be. He might retire. Him and Demarco Murray might never <laughs> play football again. I think Des will play again. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, as I say, I don't. I, I think Des plays his plays. I mean, you can sell me Murray, but I'll I'd take be pretty Cortland hard Sutton out over if Des. I had a late first. If if I had a if I had the one ten or the one eleven, and I made the determination that I needed to add a wide receiver, there's a lot of targets I think I could get aside from Des. I mean, if someone came to me and said, "Hey, you have the one eleven, I have Des," it'd be really team dependent. And if I if I needed, if I felt like I really needed a wide receiver that can contribute this year, I probably would go shop, shopping elsewhere. I mean, John said it. We we don't one we don't know his landing spot. Two, we have no idea. I mean, he turned down a multiple-year deal deal from the Ravens. We have no idea where his head's at. We have no idea how quickly he's going to get signed somewhere. Um, and, and he's just a guy that concerns me. He could land in the right spot and, and, and end up be, being really quite valuable, but um, he scares me. And I think the depth of this class, uh, uh, like I said, unless I just – I feel like it's one of those moves that unless I felt like it put me over the edge for a title this year – 12 months from now, I'm going to look back and say, man, I could have had Christian Kirk who just put up 900 yards and, you know, 60 catches in Arizona. And now I've got this, you know, Des Bryant finishing up a one-year deal. So I, that's, that's a guy, he's a guy I've kind of been soured on. And, and you are, you are right in, in saying that um, everybody has their price, but you know, there's just certain guys that even at a quote unquote good price, I don't feel comfortable buying them, and, and Des kind of falls in that category for me right now. And, and I'll tell you, I just kind of cheat. I, I mean, this may be a cheat. I know John John's going to like this this take here. But if I'm sitting at the late first, I'd almost rather like pair it up with something and just go after these people that people aren't high on. I mean, uh, going after a vet, well, we're not not like Des, but like a Sammy Watkins. I mean, people talking about a one seven for Sammy and debating that, and I'm like, mm, no. I'll just, you know, and if I can take the 111 and a future second and go to the guy that has Sammy Watkins and the rookie hype is real right before the draft, uh, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, I, like I don't that. think the I rookie like hype is going to be real, though. I think, I think people are down on the rookie class right now, right? That's, I mean, I mean, it could <laughs> be. Yeah, that's going to change. We're close to down the roller coaster. It seems crazy. <clears throat> there's something that happens much, when there's a much rookie draft going on. Like when, an, when a draft is happening and whether it's on a message board or GroupMe or Voxer or however it is that your league, when there is something that's real about other people being on the clock to pick these rookies that accelerates the hype. I mean, it just happens. The trades that, that can happen. Yeah, it, it dipped, but the hype is still there. Yeah. I think this is a so hard think, truth in class as well, right? Like there's someone that's your guy and you're not going to yeah. believe they're going to fall and you're going to want to go up just like every year. Really. <laughs> hmm. I, yeah, like, like, I don't, have, I don't feel, I don't feel the need to go up to get I don't. Anybody. I'm just saying I think this is a hard truth, a class. Like yeah. there's well, an Anthony Miller fan club who's just not going to believe he's going to fall past 201. And there's a Royce Freeman fan club that's not going to believe he'll fall to the 211. And so they're going to want to move up a little bit. Yeah, you Ronald might be right. Yeah, I, the, the object then is just literally sell every 
Like, yeah. find, <laughs> find that truther and sell them and just add anything you can. Yeah. But that, so if, if the whole community... Is, exactly, that's what I'm saying. But if the, whole, if, if the whole community is beating these down, I'll why, buy why, why don't you go out and try to buy them? I'll buy everyone. I think it's league to league. I mean, I'm in some leagues with a bunch of podcasters, a bunch of you all who are talking about this right now. I'm also in a local league where you have a... You have the Patriots, Sony, Sony Michelle Truther, who doesn't really listen to a lot of podcasts that is wanting their guy. And that's just what they were going to do. And so I think it's league to league. I, I think that's really honest. If I'm going to league with John Bosch, I know John Bosch is a heartless man. He doesn't care about any of these a-holes. <laughs> He'll just sell them all off. You know, I mean, so I, I know that's his game plan. I'm not in a league with John, unfortunately. I do uh, like Sony. <laughs> I know you do, <laughs> I but do I'm like just saying. Something. I'm just, but I'm heartbroken. I've been torn for like. Well, <laughs> but, uh, time but, but, but indecision is the time. It's the time to to buy, right? When somebody somebody's yeah. waffling on Sammy Watkins' value when they go to Kansas City, that's either your time to buy or sell, depending on what you believe in. So I think that's going to really, that's really pertinent to these rookie picks. You either believe or you don't in where these landing spots are, and what you can, what what you can pay for them. You know, and, and this is a. Uh, I feel like for us and the one, I think this this uh, NFL draft is amazing for fantasy uh, in, intrigue because it hadn't, it hadn't gone as anybody predicted it as far yeah. as the the skill position players later on, which is was so much fun. But either you know either now is the time to either make your make your choice or not. You can trade back in drafts, but now your picks are devalued because uh, when's the last time an NFL draft like this has been so like just it's just been a you know a shit show the whole time. To like the 102 and on now because guys was locked in 102 and now what are you going to do? You know, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably you, right. It's probably easier to dude, move. Average consumer is, is, is going to be, yeah, it's going to be fun. Go ahead, John. I was, go ahead, John. I was just saying he's, 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 he's probably right. Like now probably is the time to buy because you're probably never going to see prices this cheap again. Right. Um, I think that's what I was but, talking about. But you still have to end up making that pick then. Like even if if you buy, you have to make that pick, and that's where uh, I feel a lot, I feel really uncomfortable making a lot of these picks. Yeah, but don't sell. Like if you have the one hundred and two, like I do in one league, and it's like, oh my god, I want me to do the one hundred and two, but I'm not going to sell. This is like the worst time to sell. Just wait, just wait until. I mean, that's that one of those truths, and I, I firmly believe this. You don't really want to sell draft picks until. You know the the draft starts, so that hype is build, building. I mean, and there are some exceptions to that, of course. If you're trying to package a pick with a deal, I mean, do you guys agree with that? I mean, do you just like hold onto those picks until it's draft time, or do you feel like no, that's not the right way to do it? In general, yeah, never more valuable than when you're on the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Unless unless I've got an author on the table that is just so good that I I know, you know, that's as good as it gets. That's what I want, and I'm fine with that. You know, but if I'm waffling even a little bit, eh, just hold it until the draft. Don't even, don't even, you're better off. Don't even look at the offers. Just wait till that you're on the clock, to be honest with you. Yeah. But in some regards that, that, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you know, a a draft pick is, is never worth as much as when you're on the clock. That's, you know, I had a negotiation in, in one league where I was considering sending Joe Mixon, who I'm a big fan of, but also was a really big fan of Nick Chubb. And so I had a league where I was going to be um, sending potentially Joe Mixon for the 103 and getting a 
you know, ADP 75-ish wide receiver back. And I was, you know, kind of waffling. I said, I want to wait till after the NFL draft. There's no way, no way in hell right now would I give Joe Mixon for the 103. So, you know, the, the, this, you know, that, that concept, you know, you do roll the dice a little bit. There are, you, so some, I think sometimes you do have to take opportunities where there's a buy window or a sell window. Um, and, and I think it will be interesting to feel out our leagues in the, in the coming weeks. Um, or, or in the coming days, if, if there's an overreaction taking place, for instance, if someone feels like Darius Guy's falling devalues the 102 and you can jump from the 104 to the 102 for, you know, relatively cheap, you know, there, there's, there may be some, some opportunities to, to buy some of those picks. And, and then the other thing that we haven't really touched on, which this can open a whole nother can of worms, but I think it just kind of reinforces what we've been discussing in super flex leagues, which is predominantly what I play in, you know, it's, it's even deeper. It's an even deeper class with, with all of the quarterbacks that went in the first round, you know, you're going yep, to, I was about to say that you're going to get Ronald Jones at like two Oh three in a super flex. I mean, the, the, the wide receivers and running backs that you're going to get at picks two Oh two to two Oh six are going to be ridiculous in a super flex league. So I think that there could be some real opportunities to, you know, to move down from 110 to 204 and try to get an extra second or an extra, you know, like a future pick um, in, in those super flex leagues because the, the depth of this class and, and that huge second tier that, that John alluded to is even bigger now in, in super flex. Hey, do you guys want to do mock super flex? People oh, love God, yes. <laughs> God, yep, yes. It up. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I really want those seconds. <laughs> Let's <laughs> All right, so John, yeah. do, you to, do you do you want to go first, John, or is that is that no no, no for you? First is boring. Let Peter go first. It's still Saquon, so I don't want. How about that. this? I'll, I'll, How about I'll go. this? Let's nobody goes first. Let's just say it's Saquon. Okay, okay, nobody good. Nobody that pick. That's, that's the consensus pick. Nobody's getting easy out here. I'll go second then. All right, John Bosch. Josh Rosen has been my one hundred and two in Superflex forever, and he still is. So I will take Rosen easily at one hundred and two in any Superflex draft. Nice. It's so much easier too now. I think like I think some people debated Geis and uh, you know, but now it's like it's so muddled that it's like in Superflex, snap it, just (laughs) not a problem. Oh, praise Jesus for whoever's actually uh, typing these in the chat. Well done. Is is it is it also is is that fair to say praise (laughs) Jesus while drafting Josh Rosen? I'm just good. Oh, good call there. No, no, he is Jewish, but like, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're gonna draft him, one on, you know, one on two, bro. Come on, no. <laughs> all right, Jordan, you can't. Well, the no booze coming in during the picks. Is what I was talking about. Also, the second is my religion. I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going left. To, I'm going left to right. So, so Jordan, <laughs> you got the one of three. You want to? You, you, you good to go? Yeah, I'll take my guy Baker Mayfield. He's my number one quarterback. I think he's a historic. Uh, he's a historic metric producer, and I'll take him. Number one overall pick. Nice. Totally agree there. Trey, you got the 104. Yep. Well, considering that uh, Baker Mayfield would have been my 102, and and after John took him, took uh, Rosa, he would have been my 103. I, I think, you know, I, I do. I like Sam Darnold. I think the opportunity. But I, I think I'm going to go with guys. I'm going to take Darius guys at the 104. All right, there he is, guys. So, Peter, you, you've got the 105. 
Oh, is it me? Yeah. Um, who's left? Let's see. We got. Uh, who's left? We just started. That's the entire. That's really only. It is past midnight. He's uh, past time. Penny is still available, Peter. Uh, Peter, <laughs> a better, a better, great a stall tactic is. Oh, that that was a great pick. <laughs> Uh, honest, that was though. a great pick. Tell us more why you made that <laughs> yeah, pick. Expand on that. Find <laughs> <laughs> detail. Could you? Um, no, I'm trying to remember the names of all the quarterbacks. To be honest with you, uh, let's see. We've got yeah, Wilson, Mayfield, quarterback. Allen. No. Um, it's Darnold. Yeah, it's got to be Sam Darnold. Oh, you can't you can't talk who's available during the draft. Come on. I'm pretty sure you can scroll uh, that uh, on NFL. Somebody got no, 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 no table chatter during the the drafter party. Oh, there is one hundred percent table talk during any type of draft or auction. That's right. And anybody right. that doesn't like it. Oof. So, so Shane, you, you get the one oh six. Uh you want me to talk more about my pick or something? Shane, nah, you have I the mean, last easy pick. I was thinking Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Because I is. have a hard on for him anyway. So yeah, I'll go Lamar. Yeah. Look at all those quarterbacks. I wow. love it. I love Superflex. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And what's Case fun is point. like like superflex leagues. There's some uh, a few outliers where they like people don't value quarterbacks. So it'll be interesting if this is the truth with all superflex leagues. Uh, Tyler, you've got the 107. In his head, uh, and he's thinking. It's like do you, do you, no, uh, yeah. Well, I might because you, you got to sit here and debate whether or not you want Josh Allen. You don't. Or, no. Um, no. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well. I mean, that's the boat I was in, but I, uh, you know, the the quarterback. I felt I felt like out of place here, man. Like I wanted to be like with the cool kids, but uh, apparently not. Okay. Um. Good God, Mason, uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I. <laughs> Kyle Luletta. There you go. I, I yeah, guess I'm going. I guess I'm going. I, I guess I'm going Sony. I may be hot, but I, oh, I do like I like Sony Michelle. It's two times in a row where I was hoping you just wouldn't do it, and you did it both times. <laughs> All right. Because I, I, really, I, I just realized I just I did draft him both times. Well, yeah, it. It, but both times right in front of me. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you need to sign out and sign back in in a different spot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I don't really. I, Mm. I'll trade you my second and third That's hard. for this pick. <laughs> <laughs> in a future, in a 2019 first, 2019 first. When we no, come back on next year and do this, no, you won't get the pick. No, I won that wide receiver. <laughs> no, I'm, go, I'm still gonna go. I still go. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go because I'm drafting the 108, and we're in like a what, like an eight team league here. So I'll go, I'll go Penny. Oh, God. Please let me get a pick before Peter. I want to snipe him so bad. You're going Peter? Or Peter, you're going Penny? Yeah, I'll do it. Wow. Okay. That's the last pick. Who's dying? Ryan, are you dying? It's me. Um, well, I think we let's, let's go. Let's go through one more time. We'll go we through one more time. With yeah. Superflex. All right. Between, uh, for me, it's between Nick Chubb and DJ Moore. 
And <laughs> I'm, I, I do like, I like wide receivers. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Nick Chubb. I was going to say, if you didn't, I'm scrambling like hell to He's not a wide receiver. At the 110. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I like PJ Moore's number wide receiver, but I, I think Chubb is, it, it has a potential to be a very special back. So I, I think that you can't. I mean, but I think DJ Moore is is as close to a lock as you get. So it's it's really a tough decision for me. I might try to trade for the one one ten whoever has it. They're not, they're not going to give it to me. Um, is is that uh, John? Is that you? Is yeah, the, back the Browns me? are going to light it up next year and every year moving forward. If it's back to me, oh, it's totally DJ Moore right here. <laughs> Son of a yeah, yep. One ten DJ Moore. You guys all have taken more over Chubb. Uh, it would have been no. close, but I, I, I no. think probably. But no, could be a no <laughs> for me. Jordan, Shane, Tyler. Close. To me, oh, yeah. I'll take Royce Freeman. Mm, I, I, boom, boom, Okay, well, well, let's let's move on. Okay, so it's a one eleven. Um, I, I got Chubb above more, but it's 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 soft. So Jordan, <laughs> you're you're in the clock with the one eleven. Oh, Royce Freeman. Sorry. No, that's no, that's fine. Royce Freeman. Freeman. Trey. Is it to me? Mm-hmm. Um, to you, 112. 112. Uh, I'm going to take carry on Johnson. Give me, give me carry on it. Carry on Johnson. Peter, what, uh, the 201. Yeah. I am just assuming it's a 12 team league, I guess. I don't know where, why I'm doing that, but. I'm actually. Who doesn't play 14 team super flex? Come on now. <laughs> with, All right, so play 13. Drafting. <laughs> I'm going to. 14 team super flex would change my pick. Allen, then. I'm going to channel the open bar here, and I'm taking Ronald Jones. I like Rojo. it. The 201 God, like in the second uh, round. Yeah. I, I made it a fourteen team league, John. Just to good for you. The, for the, Josh Allen might have been my pick then over. Uh... Yeah, I would. <laughs> if it was a fourteen team, I would have taken Never. Josh. Allen. We didn't even determine that. We're, this is a league we're just making up on the fly. Yeah, oh, that's well, the best kind of league. Twelve teams. Let's just keep Never moving. But what's your but what's your end goal with taking a quarterback early in a super flex league when your team is bad, or in, is, assuming you didn't trade up for those picks? What do you mean? Well, no, if you're the one thirteen like, so like, so, so, like, I'm guessing you just. We're in the championship. Yeah. So, but, but, but like, we're early in the rounds, like taking uh, Mayfield and Darnold, like, they're not going to produce right away. You're, uh, it, it's, 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 it's a lot of, uh, if it's a 14 team super flex, it would be Barkley and then six quarterbacks for me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. Right, let's make it 12 team then, since that's what was the mentality then. So, never mind. I'm, I'm changing that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. John. Twelve. <laughs> yeah. And so where where were we? Uh, was uh, Shane? Is it you? That's because John. Uh, John was me uh, was fourteen man superflex option, and he was like, "Just get all the quarterbacks. Just get all." You're what? breaking up, Tyler. Tyler, thirteen is, but I'll I'll allow. Sign language, man. Tyler's breaking up. You I think I think he was saying I was uh he and I were talking about an auction that he was in for 14 team oh. superflex, and he jumped into it late and missed out on running backs. And I just told him, 
Just literally buy every quarterback you can buy. <laughs> literally just buy every single one, yeah. and you will trade them for a running back eventually. Yep. Yeah. Tyler's still kind of uh, coming in and out here. So, um, uh, John, why don't you make a pick for Tyler since we can't hear him? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. I love. I'm happy to be on the spot. I totally prepared for that. Um, Superflex. Josh Allen is available. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, if it's Superflex, I I think I'm taking Josh Allen. Under, Let's do uh, it. You know, It'll be fun. He's he's going to be the starting quarterback in Buffalo. He has AJ McCarron in front of him. That's I good. like I've said many times with Bortles, and I've already claimed that I will have Josh Allen more than probably anybody else. I don't want to, but because nobody else likes him, I will take him. It's a super flex league. I don't care if he's good or not. I care about quarterbacks that start for their did, NFL Did teams. I just draft Josh Allen? Yes, you did. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's happy. That's happy hey, hey, I'm going to say it. 100% my pick. That's what it took, yeah. Hey, that was my pick. Especially with the rushing. He, I mean, in super flex. Nice he's going to have a nice floor with the rushing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we are we are getting we are getting late, so let let's let's pick up the pace here because I, I know somebody left to bounce off. We probably need to close the show down, uh, so I so it's small enough for me to actually upload. Because I had problems last night; the show was so big that it was like I had to do some 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 magic to to me. It was such a big file. Um, Sorry about that. To me, she says it's no, she's never said that. Not <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, okay, we could so just stop it right here if you want. We could just stop the, the mock right here. So we basically want half quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, That's yeah. what's gonna happen. I'm pretty, well, it I'm pretty, is I'm pretty anti trade in super in super flex leagues this year. Like, if you if you can trade out of those spots and give those quarterbacks up and get these guys who are veterans, like, is, is this quarterback class historic? Like, you, you kind of saw in the first round, I mean, five ties for like the first. Like one of the top classes in the last thirty years, thirty-one years, but it's not a. I don't know. I, I just uh, the the how how long until they produce? Like it's the monkey see, monkey do NFL, where you think a lot of these sophomore quarterbacks with new coaches are going to come in and just crush stuff. But I, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to buy into that versus immediate production. It depends on your team, though, Will. I mean, if if you're you maybe you're last because your quarterback situation is awful, or maybe you've got a. You have a quarterback's going top five. Like your your team's bad if you're if you're top top five and not trading out. What yeah, wide receivers so, so, offering so, you so, immediate so, production this year? Just discount wide receivers if you don't if you don't believe in them. No, I'm just I'm like I'm honestly asking like which wide receiver landed in a spot where you expect immediate production? I mean James Washington, everybody dead. liked him two days dead. ago. Dead. Now he's buried. And yeah, we don't know Christian what to do Kirk with him. Probably. Christian Kirk's yeah, probably Christian not the only Kirk's guy that I feel like him. is going to be safe for solid PPR production this year. I'm not saying he's the best, but I think that just the, the, the need for receivers out there in Arizona. I love Christian Kirk. Well, I'll say this, though. I'll say this, though. If you're trying to get out of, like, I'm looking for production with the Well, you guys hear that? It's like, it's like, yeah, uh, Alex from Doctor Who, you know? Exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> hey, I got a quick question for Will. This is this is right up Will's alley. Um, earlier, when Bradley mentioned Jordan Akins, Will, is Jordan Akins older or younger than Calvin Ridley? 
Oh, give me younger, because eh? I don't I'm know. I'm gonna go older. Older. He's twenty months older. Than Whoa. He's twenty. He turned twenty-six eight days ago. People are giving Hayden Hurst a, a hard time. Jordan Aikens was born on April the nineteenth, nineteen ninety-two. He played four seasons in the minor leagues baseball. So same same deal. Twenty-six years old as a. Rookie. I should know who Jordan Aikens so, was. This was is why you pay attention to other people. I didn't know who he was an hour ago, but luckily yeah. there were enough people around to. Uh, give me his bio, and I'm like, oh shit, he's really old. Okay, <laughs> it's basically like Greg Olson. Wait, can, could you imagine this uh, game being played when Russell Wilson was drafted? He was like, he was like 25, 26 coming in the league. That's right. Everyone uh, else is Russell Wilson. I knew you'd like that, Will. Yeah, I do. I do like the just because, like, I I didn't know. Uh, Jordan Jordan Aikens, uh, nor did I really care about his draft pick. <laughs> Sorry, it, just, it was real hard for me to get into it. I'll tell you this too: a lot of people don't talk about it, but Sony Michelle's not exactly a young buck either. No. We're talking—he's uh—he's less than two months uh, younger. He's only like two months younger than Calvin Ridley. So, and, and that's a right podcast that talks about it a lot. <laughs> oh, do you, John Bosch? No, 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 not me. The FF Joes. <laughs> FF Joes bring up that Sony Michelle date of birth a lot. Yeah, we do. We do. Turns out he's the first right back, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to snatch that up. The Patriots. Yeah, Will's on the Sony Michelle train. I like it. I don't know why it wouldn't be. I don't know why you think it's a bad thing. What you gonna do? I think it's a good thing. It's a reward because if he fumbles early, he's just done. Like I'm just, you either take that chance or not. And with the way that NFL drafts goes, it's a shit show. It was your first, like you know, top ten picks in a rookie draft, and. If somebody's really uncommittal to who they want, that's an opportunity to move up. His upside, though, in year one, the only running back that's got a higher upside in year one is Sikhar Barkley. I mean, if you, you know, you say if he does fumble, if he doesn't fumble and he gets sixty percent of the touches in that backfield, he's a running back one this year. I mean, that's not unreasonable at all. I'm not saying that's what I'm predicting for him, but you know, if you want to look at the the downside of if he fumbles. You know, if you compare that to the up, I mean, the downside of any of these guys, if they fumble or if, 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 but if you look at the upside, I think Saquon Barkley is the only running back in this that's been selected in the NFL draft so far this year that has a higher upside than um, Sony Michelle. So tier one, tier one, and then tier two. That's that's right. I think we're overestimating somewhat um, everything about a Patriots running back, right? Just in general, we're having to talk ourselves into loops to believe, one, that they're going to feature a player, which they never really do. Outside of, you know, Gronkowski, they don't feature any player heavily. Uh, Opportunity is everything. They've drafted them high, but they also undervalue draft picks compared to most NFL teams. Mm -hmm. And... we, we can't suddenly talk ourselves into Sonny Michelle being the second best talent-wise back of the class. I think that's, you know, hyperbole, unless you had it before the draft. So <laughs> you're getting some kind of solid running back. I'll admit that, but don't, don't overvalue it. If you just want a solid running back, you're probably getting that Patriot style from Sonny Michelle, but don't talk yourself into too much over that, right? And I think it's totally fair. Uh, 
I think I'm just I'm just more in on it. I don't even I, I hate the Patriots. So. But so when Michelle and Patriots, oof, so many fantasy points. So oh, he's gonna eat them all up. He's gonna eat them all up all day. I, I don't know. I, I almost kind of lean a little bit like with John Bosch. I, I'm, I'm. A, if you ever listen to my podcast, I'm always kind of usually siding with getting a veteran for rookie picks, just because that's just where I'm at. And I think with all of the muddiness with these, I think I'm even more inclined to just take the one four or one five and just see what kind of veteran I can get. I don't. I don't know who. I mean, draft team makeup. You know, blah blah blah. But I think I'm more inclined to just kind of. I don't want to say past this class because I think there's talent here, but I feel like it's just such a muddled mess that, you know, at the one four, you have a good chance of missing. I think a lot more than usual. I mean, I, I feel that way. I feel like at the one four, I'm, I'm picking a guy, but I'm not like locked in, loaded, excited about it. But who are you taking I, at the one four last year? I was going to say, that just kind of sounds like what a rookie class is. Maybe the, 2018 just feel maybe we're just right every time i mean last last year was the same four people right i mean i don't feel like there's the same four people in this class like you you literally took you took leonard fournette christian mccaffrey dalvin cook and Corey davis in whatever order you wanted i don't feel like that's i've had mixon mix himself in there quite a bit okay uh, mixon Uh, but i mean and even Mike Williams, who I took at a 105 and a, and a rookie draft is horrible decision making. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I don't feel like we have that set four or five. I don't I don't feel that way. I don't feel like we have a set three or two. Like I think mean, we have set one in this rookie class. It's fun. But then look what happened to those four, right? We had this locked in class. We felt a lot higher on everyone after 2017. And now just before this draft, at least, like people were trying to trade Mixon for the one three. One of you said, so maybe I, I just think we're <laughs> the landing stops has just made us more realistic about our expectations for rookie picks. That's not a bad thing. It just means we can't overhype ourselves to think we're drafting Le'Veon Bell when we're really drafting, you know, Lamar Miller. But it, it, and the, I guess that also just goes overall philosophy. I mean, I just I, I'll take I'll take Mixon over the one three even before this draft, even before the landing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's just who I am as a player. I mean, I know that, yeah, there's upside, uh, and there's, you know, and it's fun to talk about these rookies. But, I mean, just like you said, I, I keep getting told, oh, well, he's the next. Okay, that's fine. I, I'll i take the – I'll take my Joe Mixon. I'll take my, you know, my person that has done this at the college level. Uh, and I don't – I just feel like last year there was, a, there was more tears – and I could be wrong, but I just I feel like there's more there's more debate about this class than I think there was last year. Yeah, again, I just wow. think it's because we're usually higher on them without good reason to, based on how often they actually become, uh, you know, elite fantasy starters. I'd, I'm agreeing with you. I just think uh, 2018 feels more realistic, not less good players. This is probably yes, how yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Because I think everybody thinks it's going to be like it was last year. That it's just the top five are just gold, you know. Well, forgetting about three of those players weren't first round picks, right? Yeah, <laughs> <know>? exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I tell people all the time. I mean, you got to also. We can't be short term memory. I mean, two years before that, I got Loquan Treadwell at the one hundred and two, <laughs> and cried. 
like <laughs> was so excited about that, and that happens. And then another league at the 104, I got Corey Coleman. That was two years ago, and was stoked. I mean, and you know, they were both hyped. They were both felt. Lots of people felt confident. I'm not Treadwell, but lots of people felt confident about Corey Coleman at least. And uh, just because we don't feel confident doesn't mean there's going to be any less good players. We just, you know, we're Gotta de- hit the we're right little, ones. Yeah, devoid of that hype is probably a good thing. That's the that's the 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 kind of like base the thing I was chatting about saying is if if you're gonna move up now this is a, it feels this draft has muddied things up so much it makes it fun for the if you have like a if you you've done your research and done everything if you feel like you can move up to a spot and you're in a league where people are no longer following these spots where they could be besides the one on one this could be a good chance to like go get, go get your player that you believe in. And there's gonna be some huge values that come out of this draft. It happens. I mean, it happens every year, for the most part. And you just decide your your spot and, and go for it. Maybe wait until your rookie draft until like pick three or four in the first round. But there's gonna be. I mean, I like even if we were trying to a super flex draft and through the draft before. It's gonna be so much fun. Like you, could, if you have a guy that you really want to get and you think is you really believe in, this is a uh, the cheapest. I think it's been. In a while to go to go up and get that person. That's true, and I think this is going to be fun. I, I think that there's going to be some tough decisions to make. I feel like, like the last year, like I was talking about, you know, there really wasn't. I, I mean, there was talent there, but I don't. I felt like I just kind of like came into the drafts. I saw where I was at, and I'm like, yep, this is about where I put this guy, and I just like clicked him and moved on. Uh, or I maybe threw out like, hey, this you know picks on the board. Okay, go takers. All right, I'll take this guy. I feel like now, like even in this mock, I know it's early still. I know we had uh, digested some, but I mean, there were some times where I was really just sitting there like, man, I'm at the 105. Sonny Michelle's there, but so is Chubb, you know, or whatever. And it's just like, oh, man, this is murky. Yeah, <laughs> you're really. Sorry, man. Yeah, no, that was it. You, you really got to call your shot, pretty much. And that's what I think John was saying as well. You got to call your shot at every pick that's this either or decision. And you have to just declare one way or the other. And that's the way every pick feels. All right, guys, we should probably in this. Um, so do you guys want to like promote yourselves, like throw out your Twitter handle, anything like that? Nah, you, 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 our <laughs> listeners know where you guys are. We'll put in the show notes. We'll put your Twitter handles and all that fun stuff. So anyway, I think, I think that's it. So uh, without any final thoughts, we're going to get out of here. This was the drafter party day two. Thanks for joining us. We are the fantasy Joes. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Boom, boom, boom. Go back and listen to Draft Party One. <laughs> the Drafter Party? Yeah. Drafter, drafter party. party. I'm sorry. You know, go back I and know. hit that previous episode, guys. <laughs> oh, I think this was so much more fun. That's right. I thought you said the drag party. I was like, oh, man. That's something totally different. All right. We'll see you <laughs> <everybody>. <laughs> That's a drafter party. I no, got the official lingo. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>